0: Hey guys, welcome to the Ronin Rabbit, a Usagio Jimbo fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore. Beware there will be spoilers for this episode 143 of the show. To get in touch, you can tweet me at Teal Productions. That's T E A L. I post the episodes on the usagi Jimbo and Usagio Jimbo Dojo Facebook pages. BigtimeNoise.com slash Ronin Rabbit is the website where the episodes are posted and usagi Podcast at gmail dot com is the email should you choose to contact me that way. Usagi-Ojimbo, Volume 3, Issue Number 47 from Dark Horse Comics, cover dated April 2001, is the book Showdown Part 2 is the story. Now our dramatis personae include Miyamoto Usagi, Murakami Genesuke, Boss Bos Boss Joya, a dirty cop in the form of a rat. Sano who's one of Mada's men and Shoji an innkeeper are those uh, among others. So as we open up we see Usagi leading the Maya group into town to pick up some sake to take back to their gambling joints. Uh, they run into Ganesuke, who is already there with Joya's group picking up their sake. Usagi and Ganesuke have a showdown that ultimately ends in a hey let's not do anything here. Primarily because the uh, Saki merchant lets them know that there is an understanding that his shop is neutral territory because both Boss Meita's group and Boss Joya's group will be using it. So it's been declared off limits as far as any kind of fighting or anything like that that goes on. So the two groups pick up their sake. They go their separate ways. We have a little meeting here with uh, Usagi and Boss Meida. We find out once again that uh, a gentleman by the name of Shizukiri is on the way as the primary hired sword by Meida and Usagi is just kind of a stopgap. So we go into made gambling establishment here and we see that they're gambling on dice whether the dice uh looks like two put in a container like a yahtzee container right shook around and then you bet on whether it comes up odd or even now striking to me is that the person running the dice is a female and a couple things about the female um her uh Hakama Shita, or I, I think that's the appropriate name for the shirt. She has it taken down and just um, pulled down off of her body to her waist, exposing her chest and arms so that you know she's not cheating in any way, which we've seen before. I've seen in movies for uh, gambling uh, uh, den bosses, that those, those the ones running the dice that do that. But a couple other things. Uh, first, I believe it's a Sarashi. That she is wearing, and it's a uh, a strip of cloth bound around the chest to hold her to hold her in. But also, her shoulders, across her shoulder, down her arms a little bit, and down her chest are both tattooed. Both shoulders, uh, bringing to mind a uh, yakuza, uh, uh, makes me wonder if she if she is a member of the yakuza. If, there is, if that's what's being alluded to, or if it's just being shown by Mr. Sakai that she's a tough, or, or what that means. But I, I know that there is a lot of tattooing that is portrayed, particularly in media, of uh, Yakuza. And so I wondered if that's what we're supposed to believe that all uh, underworld people are, or just her because of her position. If, if there's any significance other than just that she's a tough with tattoos. After a bit of watching, um, Usagi decides to head on out and tells him he's going to go out and get some fresh air. He surreptitiously hides away through town, meets up with Genosuke, and they go to Shoji's inn for uh, some refreshment. Talking about the state of um, what's going on with their two sides, they discuss how things are going. And in that discussion, we see... That the word uh, Shinogi, S-H-U-N-O-G-E, Shinogi, Shinogi, uh, is thrown out by Genosuke describing the men that he's working with. And it is defined by Mr. Sakai as second class swordsman for us. So that's a new term there. But they're discussing how things are going. doesn't look like they're going to be able to do things uh, as far as getting rid of the two mobs as cleanly, as easily as they wanted to do. Plus, uh, Usagi brings up this Shizukiri person that it looks like Genosuke knows, at least by name and reputation, if never never having met him before. So they decide that they're going to have to accelerate their plans a little bit in getting rid of these uh, these bad guys that are in the town. As they're discussing things here, they hear something or, you know, some... Samurai sense goes off and they realize they're being listened to. And sure enough, it's the cop, the rat, um, that is listening. And I notice here for perhaps the first time that this cop, um, has a jeet in his waistband. I don't know if that had been drawn previously, but I I believe that's the, the weapon that has the one side, um, it's like a trident with one side cut off. I think that's uh, Ajit is what that is. Ajite. Um, denoting his, his position as a police officer. But he is there listening. And um, Genosuke continues the conversation he and Usagi are having. While Usagi sneaks around and catches the dude in the alleyway listening to them. So there's a discussion between Usagi and Genosuke as what to do with the rat. Finally, rather than killing him, they decide to let him go, uh, making him swear that he'll be quiet. He's a rat, like he's going to be quiet. Next morning, uh, Usagi is awakened by another member of the Mehta group. Perhaps it's Seno. Yeah, yeah, it's Seno. Wakes Usagi up and takes him down to meet the boss. And here is this cop uh, having had a meeting with boss Mehta confrontation uh, ensues, and basically Usagi says, I'm a samurai, he's a dirty cop, who are you going to believe? And Maida says, well, I'm going to believe you, of course, I just wanted to hear what your story is. Um, so he, uh, Sano jumps up and kills the cop, but in this confrontation, Usagi also finds out that Maida questioned Soji and ultimately killed him the um, innkeeper that Usagi and Genesuke have been visiting at night as they're going over their plans so unfortunately Shoji, Shoji was a, a victim here. But uh, Boss Mada says well we need to go ahead and take care of this so he gets his group together and they go down and attack Boss Joya's group. Usagi and Genasuke take the lead points and when they confront each other in the street here, they rush each other, but run past each other into the opposing groups. So, Usagi attacks Joya's group. Genosuke attacks Meita's group. Chasing everybody away, supposedly. I mean, who knows where they go? They don't really kill anybody. Left behind are Boss Meta and Boss Joya, who... Um, Joya attacks Mita and kills him, but in the process, Usagi kills Joya. So now we have a panel here where Usagi and Genosuke are standing here looking at the pile-o bosses with Joya on top and Mita on the bottom, both dead. About this time, this Shizukiri dude... Um, comes up on a horse and he is, he looks to be some sort of cat with a topknot and a really uh, malicious looking beard. And uh, he and Genosuke know each other by name. It turns out he knows Genosuke by name as well. And then he looks at Usagi and Usagi tells him his name, but then he turns away for some reason, I guess because of that, that warrior's battle whatever the word for that is that they will look at each other to assess each other's mettle and the loser is the one that looks away and so ultimately he is gonna be the one that loses the battle as well well for whatever reason um, Usagi loses this battle I'm I'm not sure why that's necessary because they don't confront each other the Shizukuri um, rides off we have, let's see, here at the end of the story, just, you know, basically, um, not basically, Genosuke had to pay Shizukiri because he was owed money by Maeda, but they killed Maeda, so that debt became their debt. So Genosuke gave Shizukiri his bonus, uh, his advance that he got from Joya's group, leaving Usagi and Genosuke where they started. I mean, they're in this village. There's no money, right? They, they have no money. But they they did end up running all the bad guys out of out of town, I guess. Um, the two bosses are dead. I, the, the thugs, I mean, they'll, they'll come back, right? Because this is where they live. This is their town. It's not like they're going to run away scared after being confronted and never come back to see if those guys are still there. I mean, once Genosuke and Usagi leave, these... Bad guys will move back into town and probably pick right back up doing what they're doing. So, I mean, it was an interesting story. Uh, it was entertaining, but the end result kind of left me bleh. Um, I don't think it would really happen that way, but who knows? It it was entertaining, you know, for what it was. All right, next time out, looks like I am going to be covering the 2020 Free Comic Book Day Usagi Jimbo book that I gladly have in my possession, having been gifted it by Mr. Sakai and company several weeks before it came out uh, as part of an order for a variant, uh, a Peach Momoko variant for issue 10, I believe it was, that I ordered from Stan, and they included a free copy of the free Comic Book Day book uh, as a a gift, so that was kind of cool to receive. That will be what I'm talking about next time. Talk to you guys then. Ciao. The Ronin Rabbit Podcast is a Teal Production, and as such is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, non-derivatives, 3.0, unported license.